Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Comic Book Dungeon Podcast. My name is Mark, and I'm coming to you from deep underground from the Comic Book Dungeon. And uh, unlike most shows, I am by myself today. Cruz uh, and I had some scheduling issues, and today it's just going to be me uh, by myself. And because of that, we're not going to be covering an issue of Amazing Adventures. Instead, uh, I'm going to do a uh, another series, uh, another issue, while we wait uh, until the next episode. Will you uh, you'll get your fix of uh, Kill Raven, the Free Men, in their fight against uh, Martian tyranny? So uh, this week again, it's going to be a little bit different. We're not going to be covering uh, what I've been reading. You know, we're gonna. Not talk about a lot of the stuff that we front load the the show normally with. Instead, we're going to get right down to business. Because that's the way we like to do it here on the Comic Book Dungeon Podcast. So, when I was thinking about what issue or series I would want to cover by myself, I thought of uh, uh, some of the really important series, some of the ones I really like from my youth. And one that really stood out to me that uh, that me and Cruz have talked about maybe covering some issues here or there was the What If series, and there's been multiple What If series from Marvel Comics, and if you're not familiar, What If takes a premise, uh, like, what if Spider-Man didn't get his powers, what if the Fantastic Four fought Doctor Doom before they had their powers, things of that nature, what a, a, a story beat if it had gone a different way, and how that would affect the Marvel Universe, and uh, I, I look really fondly on this series, and it was one, again, that I we've been talking about covering on the show for a while. So the question came down, what to cover? And there was one issue I'd never read, and I remember I, I saw it at my friend's house, and when I was flipping through it when I was in middle school, it looked really interesting, but I had, hadn't read the stories that it was playing off of, so it wasn't as interested as it could be. So uh, I'd always wanted to go back and look at that one, and I thought this would be a great opportunity to... So what we're covering is the second volume of What If. We're covering issue 41, and this is What If the Avengers Had Fought Galactus uh, instead of the Fantastic Four who, uh, in the mainstream 616 continuity, had fought Galactus. So again, this is uh, issue 41, the September 1992 issue. Uh, On the cover... We have Galactus attacking the Avengers, and specifically the Avengers, because there's been multiple iterations of the Avengers. This is the second version of the Avengers, so this is very early in their run. This was Cap's, uh, this was the the team, and this is one of my favorite versions of the Avengers. It was known uh, uh, in the Marvel press as the Cap's kooky quartet, because it was Captain America, Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver and Hawkeye, and the last three of those were reformed villains at the time, newly reformed villains. Uh, this was before Hawkeye had joined their ranks. But as we'll see in the issue, the run in this universe is a little, or the team uh, roster is a little bit different than the one was in our universe, and we'll get to that here in a second. So on the cover, we have the Avengers, and instead of Cap, we have Giant Man and Wasp with Quicksilver, Hawkeye, and Scarlet Witch. And they are being attacked by Galactus. It's kind of cool. We see his head. It looks like a disembodied head. Uh, with his hands are shooting energy blasts at the Avengers. And we see the Silver Surfer swooping by. Uh, 
we learn uh, in the upper left corner, it says giant size special. This issue was about 10 to 15 pages longer than a normal what if issue, a little bit meatier. And I like we got the watcher up there in the corner. Um, this issue, like I said, it was from September. It's the nah, uh, issue 41, and it has a cover price of $1.75. So it's a little bit more expensive due to inflation than the normal issues we cover. Uh, so the story and layouts is by Jim Valentino. Uh, Sam Delora is the uh, was responsible for the finished art. Janice Chang, uh, letters. Tom Vincent, colors. Craig Anderson, edits. Tom DeFalco is the editor-in-chief uh, uh, on this uh, issue. And so we go to the uh, uh, title page here. And we have the Watcher, and he's definitely, he was drawn a little bit different uh, in his first appearance than he was in most of his appearances in the Marvel Universe. He's got kind of a beefier look. And this is taken right from the Fantastic Four issue, his pose here and how he's drawn. They did a great job in this issue of drawing this issue to look like it had come from the 60s. The, ca the characters all have their classic looks. Uh... The way it's lettered, the way uh, the captions look, it very much looks like a retro uh, Marvel comic. And here on the, uh, again, the title page, we have this the Watcher posed dramatically in front of the Avengers as they are sitting on a crowded city street reacting to the, I believe, the coming of Galactus. You can't see what, because uh, they're staring at us, the reader, we can't see what they're looking at. Um, so... How this originally had played out in the uh, 616 universe was the Fantastic Four, uh, in issues 58 through 60, had fought Galactus. They, uh, the sky was on fire, uh, and then there was a bunch of like asteroids in the sky, and these were just illusions created by the Watcher, who revealed himself to the Fantastic Four, and he explained who Galactus was. Galactus is this giant alien who eats planets throughout the uh, Marvel Universe. He was trying to shield Earth from Galactus. However, it didn't work. The Silver Surfer came to Earth, uh, reported it back to Galactus. Galactus started to set up his machine to devour the planet. Um, the Fantastic Four, they end up... Uh, Reed, he goes to Galactus's ship. He finds the ultimate nullifier. He uses that to force a bargain... Uh, with Galactus to save uh, Earth, to spare Earth. And while this is going on, uh, Silver Surfer is knocked to Earth, and he meets Alicia Masters, uh, Ben Grimm, the Thing's girlfriend, and she inspires him to defend humanity. Uh, so he ends up defecting against Galactus, and he ends up ha uh, being imprisoned in, on Earth because of that uh, choice. That's how it... Uh, I'm sorry, this was issues 48 through 50 of the Fantastic Four. That's how it played out in the 616 universe. But as we learn, every What If series or issue from the first and second run has the Watcher. He begins the issue and he ends the issue. And he explains he's looking at the multiverse and he's looking at different Earths and explaining uh, what went wrong, what changes uh, happened to create this alternate chain of events. And unlike this one, <clears throat> this wasn't just one thing that uh, really is different that, that no Fantastic Four. You will see that there's already 
dominoes being uh, pushed over that are having wi a wide effect with no Fantastic Four over the Marvel Universe. So let's just get into this. So when the, and on this Earth, when the Fantastic Four crash-landed back to Earth after testing Reed's spacecraft, uh, they didn't survive the crash. So they, uh, they didn't land, they didn't have their powers, they're just dead. And now we see what that's going to do to the Marvel Universe. So in this version of the Marvel Universe, without the Fantastic Four, without Reed Richards to be an antagonist to Doctor Doom, Doctor Doom doesn't attack the United States. He actually held, uh, stands up with the United States against uh, uh, a communist threat to his country. <clears throat> so he actually becomes an ally uh, to the United States. So that's a big difference uh, compared to the mainstream Marvel Universe. Early on uh, in the Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four issue four, the Human Torch finds a homeless man uh, and uh, starts talking to him, and he quickly realizes this was the Submariner with amnesia, and with his help, with the Human Torch's help, Submariner gets his memory back and goes back to Atlantis. With no Human Torch, uh, there's no Nammer, there's no Submariner or Submariner uh, to go back to Atlantis. It was due to the Submariner that Captain America was found in the ice. So in Avengers issue four, so with no sub or with the Submariner not regaining his memories, Captain America is never found. I mean that was a pivotal uh, event in the Marvel universe, specifically in the Avengers run. So now without Captain America. When the original founding members of the Avengers leave, he was the one that stood that stayed behind. He was the uh, uh, Avenger that stayed to mentor this new group of Avengers. Without him, it is Giant Man and the Wasp uh, and Iron Man. They they end up st sticking around. So this issue takes place uh, right after the Avengers had a confrontation with the Collector. And that happened in Avengers 28 through 29. Uh, they're heading back to New York on a Quinjet. Iron Man is piloting. Uh, Iron, and we uh, see Goliath, as Giant Man was known at the time. He tried to change his size, and he passed out. Iron Man uh, is going to go take a look. And instead, he uh, is piloting their jet. He sees there's two suns in the sky, which now morph into flames, which is very baffling to him. He leaves the jet to go take a, a look. He flies around and sees that the sky is on fire and the panic that this is causing in the streets of New York. At this point, they, uh, we come across the Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer uh, spots Earth, and he uh, is going to report this back to Galactus. The flames now morph into the asteroid that I mentioned earlier. Quicksilver goes back to the Avengers Mansion to report this to the uh, to, to Giant Man. After the sky was on fire, they'd landed the plane, and they'd all gone back except for Quicksilver to uh, Avengers Mansion. When uh, they the rest of the team escort Quicksilver to Goliath's lab, we see that Goliath is talking to uh, the Watcher. And again, this is a different version of the Watcher we know. I love we get a little uh, caption here. The Watcher shows his more imposing physical form. 
for his first meeting with the Avengers in this reality. And the Watcher admits that he's the one who's been causing this phenomenon in the sky with his matter immobilizer. It was his matter immobilizer that he used to create the appearance of the second sun, the flames, the asteroids. And he admits that he did this uh, to try to camouflage the Earth from the Silver Surfer. But as I said, it, uh, it didn't work. The Silver Surfer, he's flying over New York. Iron Man <clears throat> sees him. He's going to fly and attack him, but he's too late because the Silver Surfer has already signaled Galactus. That does not stop uh, Iron Man from sneaking up on him, flying up uh, from behind, and just hitting him in the back. So even though we're not covering an issue of Kill Raven, it uh, feels like we are because we have a main character getting hit from behind. At this point, again, like I said, it's too late. Galactus arrives with his giant spacecraft. The Avengers, uh, when they see the size of the spacecraft and they see Galactus, and I love this early appearance of Galactus because, I mean, he's got the big G on the front of his costume, which if you're a giant alien, why wouldn't you have a G in English on the front of your costume? So Galactus lands. The Avengers are just awestruck by the size of Galactus and uh again his we his care I mean his his costume his look isn't dissimilar from that dissimilar from modern Galactus but again I mean there's a a few things here like I said the the blue badge on his chest with the G his bare arms this does I mean there it does add a little bit of a, a, a of of uh a comedic air to his appearance anyway the Avengers aren't dumbstruck for long because Hawkeye, who's arguably the weakest Avenger, he decides he's going to attack or defeat this giant space god by shooting an arrow in his leg. And in response, it's pretty awesome, Galactus shoots gas at Quicksilver, or not at Quicksilver, at Hawkeye. Quicksilver's quick tries to get Hawkeye out of the way, but it's too late. He'd already inhaled uh, too much of the gas at that point. That I love this. Iron Man says, that tears it, mister. You attack one Avenger, you attack us all. Really, all, I mean, Galactus, I'm not saying has the moral high ground here, but he only attacks uh, Hawkeye in a defensive way after Hawkeye had uh, initially attacked him. So, uh, as... Iron Man is going up and shoots uh, Galactus in the head with his uh, repulsor beams. Uh, he just absorbs it, and then uh, Galactus shoots him with some eye beams, and now, man, it just swats Iron Man back to Earth. We see him just lying face down on some broken glass. Wasp asks Goliath as their leader to come up with a plan. The Watcher explains that there's nothing that they can do uh, here at this point. They should retreat and come up with a plan. Iron Man, I'm sorry, not Iron Man, Goliath, he doesn't accept it. He feels that there's something they must do, which Watcher agrees. He's, he understands their frustration, but uh, there's forces here beyond their control, and they're better regrouping. So... At this point, Galactus is setting up the machine that is going to convert Earth into its elemental energies so he can feast off of it, and he's wondering where uh, the Silver Surfer is. And, I mean, this is 
comical that uh, we find Silver Surfer lying face down in an alley from when he was hit behind by Iron Man. So we have some street hooligans who come up <laughs> on this uh, Silver Surfer lying face down in an alley. And uh, I have no idea why if you met a silver-skinned alien, your first reaction would be, man, sucker must be dressed up for Halloween. Let's beat. Up, let's start beating on him. I mean, he clearly, this isn't a Halloween costume. I mean, this is a man made out of a silver material. And he just kicks the shit out of them. I mean, Silver Surfer does not broker any of this nonsense. And he just backhands the entire group and just, just, just devastates them. Uh, we switch back to Avenger, Avengers Mansion. Hawkeye and Iron Man have regained consciousness from the beating they took at the hands of Galactus. Goliath realizes this group is outmatched, so he says this is the first time ever he's calling for all Avengers to assemble because uh, even though, say, Thor had left the team, he still was considering himself a reserve member, and when he shows up, he brings Hawkeye, which he had recently met in his book, Thor 126 through 129. And if you remember, Aven or ha uh, Hercules joined the Avengers in the mainstream Marvel Universe at this point. The Caps Kooky Quartet Avengers got a fifth member in uh, Hercules. So they explain the situation, and both Hercules and Thor are uh, just chomping on the bit to... Uh, to go after Galactus. The Watcher realizes how horrifically outmatched they are, and he asks them to wait to consider, to reconsider their actions before charging blindly into battle. Um, <laughs> they will not be, they will not be deterred from this foolish uh, course of action, and they uh, run out of the building to attack Galactus. I, I really love, we have a panel here with the Watcher, there's no wisdom in this. They're acting like brash, overconfident children, rushing headlong into which they do not understand. Were there only some way I could help them? But no, I must not forget my oath as a watcher. I must not interfere, even if it means their deaths. They are. He already is interfering. I mean, this is the thing with the watcher. It's kind of a slippery slope. He interferes uh, and says he won't because it will break his oath until he does interfere some more. But no, I mean, he's absolutely like, right, the Avengers in this a a issue, and this is not uncommon for the early run of, uh, say, the Avengers, or, uh, or the, say, e uh, just most Marvel teams at this point, uh, or Marvel characters in the 60s, they act like lunatics here. I mean, they're, there's this giant, hundred-story tall alien who, in their first encounter, I mean, didn't even look at them when he was just kicking their asses. And just because they have two more members, they're charging in without a plan. I mean, I'm not saying they shouldn't do anything, but they really needed a plan here. Um, while this is going on, we cut to the Silver Surfer after beating the crap out of those uh, gang members. And uh, he's watching a crowd of New Yorkers who are just standing up watching Galactus because they're sensing the impending doom of the moment, or at least the spectacle. And as the Watcher ponders the foolishness of humanity, so too does the Silver Surfer. Look at them, barbaric, primitive. Their very presence destroys their world, following its, following its land and its air. They cower in subject fear of that which they do not understand. And yet I sense something noble in them. Yeah, I'm still looking for that. But anyway, back to the comic. 
in some ways they remind me of my own race on Zen Law. That's the planet the Silver Surfer's from. As we must have been at the dawn of the, our situation. So much promise that will never be realized. Sacrifice to assuage Galactus's hunger. So Silver Surfer here, and it's... I'm not saying that Alicia Masters was a great way to explain him starting to reconsider his his stance, but it was good enough. It served the narrative. Here, it's just... It's not really an explanation, especially after how angry he was of being attacked for no reason by uh, those street uh, gang members, why he's starting to soften, but he is. Galactus is putting the finishing touches on his machine that's going to his energy converter that's going to suck Earth's energy. When uh, Thor comes up with Molnir, destroys uh, the machine. And right when that happens, we get a fastball special. Goliath throws Hercules and right into Galactus, punching him right in the stomach. And we get a great onomatopoeia here. But wham! While this is going on, a Scarlet Witch is hitting him with uh, a double uh, helping of her double of her hex bolt, which really didn't have an effect on Galactus, who continues to float up back to his uh, energy converter. And what he sees is that the rest of the Avengers, or at least uh, Hercules and Thor, are destroying the machine. Hawkeye shooting an explosive arrow at it. And we have Quicksilver in the corner, who's not really attacking it. He's just staring menacingly at it. Uh, Iron Man's about to join them in destroying the machine when the Watcher pulls him aside and explains that he can better help the Avengers going on a separate mi uh, mission, and that is to obtain an object from Galactus's ship capable of defeating him. This is the ultimate nullifier. So he sends uh, Iron Man up to Galactus's ship, and in the original... Fantastic Four uh, series, the one that takes place in the mainstream Marvel Universe, it was the Human Torch who went on that mission to Galactus' ship to retrieve the ultimate nullifier. Um, Van the Avengers have completely destroyed Galactus' machine, which he already explained he would be able to repair, but this is starting to irk him. At this point, he's been very non-reactive to the Avengers' attacks. This is starting to annoy him, so he calls up to his ship, and he brings down a, uh, a robot that's called the Punisher to come and defeat them. And we even get a nice little caption that explains, of course, this guy isn't the Frank Castle Punisher. He's a silver and green robot that shoots beams out of its eyes. So it lands, and he immediately just runs up and punches Quicksilver in the face. And we get a nice wham on him on a Pia. He goes up and starts uh, just, just punching uh, Hercules. And we see in the background the green and purple uh, uh, form of the Hulk uh, coming in to land in the building they're fighting on. Hulk comes in for a landing, and he lands right on top of the Punisher robot, destroying it. And at this point, we learn that when Goliath had sent out the call to Thor uh, to, to assemble to fight Galactus, that... The Watcher had sent the call out to the uh, Hulk who had heard that as a call in his mind because he is a founding member of the Avengers as well. So as he lands on the Punisher, we get a mighty thwam. At this point, we cut to Iron Man who is flying up to Galactus' ship. Uh, he's in a corridor, and at this point, he's 
really in awe of the size of the spaceship because he didn't realize just seeing it in the sky without scale how large it was and i mean he's flying down a corridor which he says is several hundred miles long as he's nearing the ultimate nullifier uh he is zapped with a mighty zrap and knocked unconscious so he is unable to get to the ultimate nullifier and as the captions point out these were devices that were triggered by his armor. They were devices that were not triggered at all in our universe by the Human Torch, which is how he was able to secure the ultimate nullifier. At this point, we switch back to the Silver Surfer, who sees that some da uh, building was damaged in the Avengers' fight with Galactus, and a bunch of debris is about to rain down on some people. And using the power cosmic, the Silver Surfer is able to destroy the debris, saving these people's lives. And he's kind of confused by his actions. Why should he care if they're crushed, if he's already sealed their fate, if they're already going to be eaten by Galactus? And he's really kind of confused by this, and he, he's trying to force himself not to think about it. Because if he does, um, this is going to create some dissonance for him. And he, uh, he goes and flies to join the battle uh, with the Avengers, uh, which we see, man, Thor is called down a, a mighty bolt of lightning to attack Galactus, which again is obviously not effective. And even though Gla Silver Surfer is starting to feel some uh, kinship with humanity, he real uh, you, you see he's angry that he's seen them attack Galactus. He says, these creatures must be taught the price of their arrogance. I must cast aside any doubts I may have harbored. My duty is clear. I must end their internal uh, meddling and allow my, their infernal meddling and allow my master to feed. So the last, I mean, the, Thor was the best hope the Avengers had at destroying Galactus, and he's just being non-effective. But while he's concentrated on Galactus, Silver Surfer's his turn to sneak up on him, and with a mighty shakoom, shakboom, uh, he hits Thor. Gets a nice shot in there. Doesn't take him down, and he uses Molnir and just fucking hits Silver Surfer in the face. We get a, a really nice just couple panels of them duking it out. Um, Hulk wants in on it. So while uh, Thor is distracting Galactus, Hulk is taking a running leap to uh, to hit. Gal uh, well, I'm sorry. While Thor is distracting the Silver Surfer, Hulk leaps up to punch Galactus. Galactus is uh, again. He's kind of over this. Shoots a beam, hits uh, Hulk with a mighty Zakshum, and he's reverted back into Bruce Banner. He then hits. Goliath, Wasp, Quicksilver, and Scarlet Witch. So the entire team is now down. So Hercules at this point is the last Avenger standing. Uh, Raiden's kind of on the wall here. So he asks the Watcher to abandon his oath and to interfere. And Watcher explains, he's like, you just don't understand, young godling. The weight of this oath, he mustn't interfere even if it means the life of the earth and the avengers however swordsman who was a villain who was briefly a uh, avenger in issue 20 he appears on the scene 
and he says he'll lend his help to the uh, to the Avengers in their hour of need. Because of course, if Thor, Hercules, and Hulk combined couldn't stop Galactus, a guy who shoots lasers out of his sword's going to be able to. So yeah, he hits Galactus right in the midsection with his sword with a mighty frap, and even Galactus finds that funny, and he says, "Surely you jest uh, with this attack." And yeah, he just shoots uh, shoots gla- or shoots swordsman with a beam. I honestly thought because he's completely engulfed in energy, I thought at this point he was dead. Uh, we learn he's not, but I mean, I, I thought he was disintegrated there. Uh, Hercules, this is more than he can stand. He screams, "Villain at Galactus!" And honestly, like he punches him right in the groin with a mighty balloon. But of course, that does not affect Galactus at all. <clears throat> Thor's back on his feet, attacking Silver Surfer. Hall uh, throws Molnar right uh, right at him, but uh, Silver Surfer he's worked out that this is the source of uh, Thor's power, and he uses the power cosmic to suspend it in midair, keeping the uh, the hammer away from Thor. Uh, Watcher sees the writing on the wall. He sees that the Avengers are completely outclassed and they're not going to be able to defeat Galactus. Realizes that even Iron Man has been unsuccessful in his mission. I mean, they were completely ineffectual compared to the Silver or the uh, Fantastic Four. So it's very clear to the Watcher what he needs to do. <clears throat> right when Galactus. Pins Hercules to the ground. He's holding him down with one hand. And again, I mean, he's... Hercules is like action figure size compared to Galactus. And Galactus is raising his hand up like a like a schoolyard bully and is about to start pummeling Hercules. He rears his hand back when it's suddenly grabbed by a, an arm equally large. And it's the Watcher. He's made himself Galactus' size and is standing up to them him. And now they're both poised uh, and ready for battle. And we get this double-page splash of them just hovering in the sky, just punching each other uh, with just an explosion of energy from wave after... Just That's how powerful these blows are. The Watcher gets a few good, uh, good hits on Galactus, uh, but Galactus... Uh, it's not enough to take him down, like he says, but I'm Galactus, and I am Power Incarnate, and he uses those pesky eye beams again, uses them to lay out the Watcher, and at this point, with his reassembled machine, he's, he's just, he's expended too much energy, Galactus, he's famished, and he's about to turn the machine on the Watcher, Thor, who's turned back into Dr. Robert Blake, or I'm sorry, Dr. Donald Blake, um, is screaming at Silver Surfer to give him back his uh, hammer, which is turned back into a walking stick, because he realizes what's about to happen, that Galactus is about to feed on the Watcher. He begs the Silver Surfer to help him, to help try to save the Watcher. This is enough to have uh, Silver Surfer overcome uh, overcome his oath to Galactus, watching uh, the Watcher be fed upon. He grabs the stick, Hits it against the ground, becomes Thor again, but it's too late. Uh, instead of feeding off the planet Earth, like I said, he's pulling, Galactus is pulling this energy off the Watcher. So he got the energy he needed. Galactus will survive. 
this is too much for Thor, who screams murderer, and he'll have it be. But at this point, Galactus says, you know, stay your hand. There's no need to fight. The, done, the fight is, you know, the, the, the deed is done. His hunger has been assuaged. But uh, the, there's the, the threat to Earth is over because he got what he needed from the Watcher. But as he says, at what cost? Galactus stands over the uh, emaciated form of the Watcher and realizes what he's done. Because for some reason, just killing a Watcher is a lot more horrific crime to him than eating four or five billion people. I'd have to go back and look at what the population of Earth was in the 1960s. He picks up the body of the Watcher and intends to bring him home. So he ta- he requests the Silver Surfer. He's like, come, faithful one. They must return the body to his home. Silver Surfer says, no, I won't be accompanying you. This is, uh, this, this is a surprise to Galactus. But he says he's now filled with questions. The, the soul of the man I once was is filled with questions. He needs to know what makes the mortals on Earth so special that a Watcher would be willing to sacrifice himself for them. So he's asked to be released from his vow as a herald to explore that answer. Galactus, this is really good dialogue. It is a puzzlement even to me, Surfer, but you have been ever loyal and faithful servant, Norrin Rand. I hereby release you from your vow. So he's letting Silver Surfer stay on Earth to explore what it was that was enough to turn the Watcher away from his vow. Galactus is gone in a flash of light. Uh, with the Silver Surfer's help, um, the rest of the Avengers have been, uh, uh, he, he brings them back to consciousness, which Thor, it's a nice bit of a dialogue. Oh, it's blood, Surfer. Does thou possess the power to raise the dead? No, Thunderer, they were not dead, they were merely unconscious. Yes, that's a, a much more likely explanation. Um, and so as they wake up and see the Silver Surfer hovering above them, the Avengers are ready to uh, to go another round with him, but in a rare occurrence, Thor is the voice of uh, sanity here, and he says, "I say thee nay, Avenger. Uh, he's the one who revived you. That the true villain is gone." And when it's uh, we go to the next panel to see what has become of Galactus, he lands on the Watcher's planet and he brings uh, the Watcher's body. Perhaps you can comprehend what he has oh, comprehend what he has done. I cannot. So we see that the Watchers have a funeral pyre to burn the body of the fallen Watcher, and we see no surprise here. The Silver Surfer has joined the Avengers to become one of their most powerful members. The Avengers profit having such a powerful member, while well, he profits because he's learning about humanity. And so we get a final panel as these what-ifs frequently do. It's the 616 Watcher uh, explaining a little bit more about this universe and the story. So he explains that his people would be mourning for uh, a millennia over uh, his counterpart, his uh, counterpart in that universe's sacrifice. My other self paid the ultimate price for his intervention, a price I have may have easily paid for my own. And now you see why I've waited so long to show you this alternate reality and why it's so difficult for me to observe. For in this reality, I died. The end. I, I don't know. I don't, after so much of 
what the punish or the watcher has seen, all the things he's seen in our universe in the multiverse. I'm not sure if he would be that affected by watching his own death. I think again that's attributing human emotions to something that's that's vastly alien. But wait a second, true believers, we get two many backups uh, in this issue, which I got to say I really liked the main story. Like I said, this has been a long time coming, and I mean the. The art, uh, the art crew did a really good job of matching the style of those 60s Avenger comics. Um, it really felt like an authentic 60s comic. I really dug the story. I mean, it really, they went above and beyond explaining with no Fantastic Four the repercussions that would have had on the Marvel Universe, how that would have shaped the Avengers into a radically different team. I mean, really, every step of the way, even though I poke fun here or there, I thought it was a fantastic issue. If you haven't read the What If issues, man, most of them are really good, and I would like to cover some more of those as the opportunity arises. But then I don't. I guess they had a couple pages left that they needed to fill, and these two backup stories for me kind of land like a wet fart. So the first one is, what if the Fantastic Four were led by Heath Richards instead of Reed Richards? And uh, uh, Keith Richards, for our younger uh, listeners is the lead singer of the Rolling Stones. And so while the Fantastic Four are in their their rocket ship, we see Keith Richards on top of it playing the guitar for some reason. So when the ship crashes uh, and they get their powers, we get Keith Richards, and they explain that they want to use their powers to better serve mankind. Keith Richards says, there's no satisfaction in that. We should just use them to rock. And the next panel we get, and I quote, if you think that's nutty, we see Reed Richards as the uh, lead, uh, uh, lead man of the Rolling Stones. And he's playing with the, uh, their sound system, explaining to them how they could use the uh, amplifiers to increase their sound. And it ends with the band asking, where'd we find this bloke? The end. And then the final story, it's a Wolverine one. And it's what if Wolverine was the worst there is at what he does? And he's on a rooftop. He's stalking Sabretooth, and when he lands behind Sabretooth to attack him, he slips on a banana peel and falls on his face. The end. So both of these kind of landed like a wet fart for me, but besides that, like I said, I thought this was a really great issue. Really, really good. I mean, I I can't oversell how much I love that alternate look at the uh, Avengers. I'm a sucker for alternate history stories, where especially in, 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 in popular fiction like popular properties like star trek or the marvel universe um so if you're not familiar with these this issue isn't on marvel unlimited but most of the original run of the series is and there is a lot from the second series and like i said there's been various other series marvel lately they've been in big events just having one or two what ifs at the end to explain what might have happened you know if say the uh different things that could have happened in avengers versus x-men or or whatnot Anyway, if you're not familiar with them, some of them are a lot of fun, so I would uh, definitely recommend them. Um, Just a little bit of housekeeping here. If you guys like the show, or if you want to know where Cruz is, you can uh, email us at comicbookdungeon at gmail.com. I'm sorry, comicbookdungeonpodcast at gmail.com. If you've emailed comicbookdungeon, it won't go through. It's comicbookdungeonpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to get your emails. If you have any questions, if you want to tell us what you're reading, you want to tell us what your favorite what-if comic is, or you have a a sweet idea 
for a What If comic, a really awesome idea. We'd love to hear it. Uh, so send us some uh, some feedback, comicbookdungeonpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can get a hold of me on Twitter at BrokenLMD. Uh, we have a Instagram page that Cruz takes care of. Uh, you can find it by searching Comic Book Dungeon on Instagram. Uh, other than that, this is a quicker episode, I know. Uh, if Cruz were here, I'm sure he'd say uh, quick uh, or keep turning those pages. And uh, I just wanted to say goodnight, everybody, before I go. If you ever meet the Avengers, it's important to choose your more imposing physical form for that first and very important meeting. Good night, everybody. wrong with what my Stacy says. My spidey sense is tingling. Anybody call for a web slinger?